0: Welcome to Catholic Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Alejandro Cervali. Join me as I explore the plethora of knowledge of our faith. Together, we will look into Catholic fundamentals, break down the basics, the prayers, traditions, and practices used in our church to gain union with Christ. You and I are created in the image and likeness of God, including our minds. You must begin to open your heart to imitate the mindset of jesus christ catholic mindset creates catholic contents for catholics looking to grow in their faith you can follow me on social at catholic mindset podcast all right welcome to another episode of catholic mindset today we have the virgin mary foundation which is a recently new foundation and we have indiana sacasa which is the director and she's been leading their projects and is going to tell us all about what the Virgin Mary Foundation is. From what I understand from our pre-podcast conversation is that they help children, their main mission is to help children into foster care. So whatever happening in their lives, whatever caused them to go into foster care, they facilitate that. And we're gonna learn more about what that means and all the events and projects that they're working on. So it's very exciting. Welcome on the show, Indiana. Thank you for joining us. How are you?
1: Hi, how are you? Thank you very much for having me here today.
0: So before we start talking about the uh, Virgin Mary Foundation, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come to be here at the Virgin Mary Foundation?
1: That's a very interesting question. So I was called to join uh, this foundation in 2019 around March and as a volunteer. uh, I knew the founder beforehand, and uh, he called me if I could help out with uh, the preparation of an event, the first event of the foundation back then to create awareness of who we are. And um, so I joined as a volunteer, and at the end, I fell in love little by little. Um, as I was volunteering more, I felt a strong connection with the cause and a tie. Like, I felt like I belonged here. So that's how I started as a volunteer, and now I'm part of the team.
0: So how, you you told me that you were doing communications first. So you did volunteer, comms, and now you are more in the leadership role.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I um, mean, I was a volunteer uh, for a few months then I actually moved to Spain um, to wow. do my master's in communication management. So while I was the volunteer, I had the opportunity to uh, had this dream to go to do my master's in Spain, and so everything happened like that. And uh, I was like, oh, but I just felt this cost. But I'm like, okay, I need to do this first, and then we'll see. But the truth is that while I was in Spain, I never got disconnected from the foundation, and so I helped out uh, via Instagram, you know, at least to create awareness or. Uh, the post and helping introducing from Spanish to English and translation. So I was never disconnected, even though I was the other side of the ocean. Yeah. Um, and then I received a call at the end of uh, last year. If I, uh, I was coming back to Miami because they wanted me in the team to do more, you know, to kind of put a, a stronger team together so that way we can support more children and teenagers in foster care. And that's what happened. I joined this year, January.
0: That's awesome. I have I have two friends who are who are in Spain right now doing a one year teaching English as volunteers. That's great there.
1: It's funny that I say that because when I once I graduated first from FIU, that was my dream to go and do like a six month of teaching English or something that didn't happen. So two years down the road, I went to do my master's.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. They're having a great time. I met them at the at the Opus Dei uh, Mm -hmm. groups. So they're mm-hmm. having a lot of fun there. They just started. So I see them all over Instagram. So the Virgin Mary Foundation, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. You mentioned already, you, you gave us, I mean, we're already, we're already um, tapped into it, you know, helping kids transition into foster care. Why, why that, why that uh, group?
1: So the foundation was founded in December, 2018. So actually this, we're going to become three years in a few days. And uh, this was born because the, the, the president of the foundation had a, had a desire in his heart to do something for the children that don't have a family and are longing for love and for something more. He felt this call since many years ago. And when he found the, the opportunity that he could actually do something for these children, he just said, let's go. And, and he started on this journey. And then little by little, um, while he was, you know, because he actually transmit a lot of the love that he has for this mission, little by little, like people, you know, start joining him in this in this path and in this mission. And like I said, myself, at least, um, I do feel that there's a lot of need in this world to, to do something for, for the others. And me, I feel also the call to support the, the children because they're the future of tomorrow. And there's so much pain that these uh, kids in in foster care have gone through, you know, a lot of difficulties, uh, their parents, uh, many, I don't know if, if you knew, but at least in the United States, many of the kids that are in foster care is not necessarily because they don't have parents, not really, but because they have been in uh, dangerous situations with, with their parents, like drug mm. abuse, every type of abuse, neglection. So it's, so Makes they're sense. in a situation and they need to be removed from their parents and that's why most of it, not all of them but every story is different but a lot of them come to the foster system because of that
0: and who you mentioned the founder a couple of times who is who is the the founder
1: uh well his name is Fernando Chiosi and uh, he's from Argentina he's and uh, he has been here for a few years in Miami and you know he's helping us doing all of this
0: Cool, 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 cool. And so, how exactly do you guys help the kids transition?
1: So, what we do, we're like, um, like a connect, connector, connection. We support the foster homes that the, will, will, the kids come. Okay. So, so we don't have access to before that because it's a very delicate See. topic. So, what we do is we communicate and we talk to the different foster homes. Um, so now it's for South Florida, but our aim is to expand to whole Florida and beyond whatever we can help later on. Um, we talk to the foster home and we sit down with them to see what, what are their needs and what is the problem going on. And based on that, we have created different programs. Um, so based on that, for example, when children, there's different needs, Ch- children that the, I'm about to talk about the new program, um, mm. when children are removed from their, from their homes, they usually have a few minutes and they get a trash bag to put their belongings because they are in a dangerous situation. They need to be removed quickly. Ah. So, usually, they come with this trash bag to the foster home with a few of their belongings. And that's just how they come in, you know, to this unknown world after all they have been through. So, one of our programs that we recently launched is for that, is to actually create a sense of belonging and a sense of a little sense of hope for them for the first encounter when they come to the foster home for them not to be with the trash bag but to receive something you know uh beautiful like a duffel bag for them to with beautiful things inside for for their everyday life so it, it depends on the need of of each foster home but we have found that this the this trash bag duffel bag uh, actually it's it's a it's a real need in most of the foster homes so that's so yeah and, and then there's more it's like um they need, there's so much help decorating the the, the houses where they are, because the houses are being deteriorated. Okay. Um, doing baby showers for foster teens, because there's teens that are in the foster system and, and they get pregnant. So to incentivize life and then, you know, um, to give oh. them secureness to have the baby. And so, and all of that, we have done baby showers for foster teens. And, um, and so, yes, I don't know, as down the road, we keep moving, we see the necessity and then we know, okay, like, okay, what can we do for them?
0: Yeah. I like that flexibility. I mean, you, three years ago. So as you encounter and you guys get to know more the foster care program and, and make more contacts and, and see different needs that arise, right. You, you may have come in with that one goal, like you said, and, and like we were talking pre-podcast you, um, um, you started with the goal, but you see other needs as you, de- as you grow. And I think it's great and you adapt. I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yes, because we want to, you know, actually create an impact in the the lives of the children and the teenagers. And not just do more of what everyone does, but actually create a difference.
0: So so when we were talking um, before, you mentioned that you guys just recently launched two weeks ago a new program called Baggy. Can you tell us a little more about Baggy?
1: That's our famous baggy bag. And I'm going to show you a little bit here because it's very cute.
0: So for those for those that don't, they're only listening to the podcast.
1: Oh, yes. Walk Sorry. us
0: through what we're looking at. Yes. So we have a little so, huh?
1: have a little flyer here with, uh, with the statistics of what are the number of children in Florida and in the United States that are within foster care. In the U.S., there are about 500,000 uh, kids in foster care. In Florida, there's about twenty to 22,000 uh, kids in foster care. And in Miami-Dade alone, uh, there's about 45 monthly kids that get removed from their homes monthly. Um, And I believed in October, yes, there were 551 children in the foster care, only in Miami-Dade the past October. So there is a need in this, you know, Um, there's a problem. So Baggy was born a few weeks ago Uh, as their brand new program where as i mentioned a few minutes ago about the problemality when the kid comes with a trash bag to the to the foster home Mm -hmm. so we realized that many of the foster homes uh, have want to give something back to the children when they come in and they uh and it's uh, hard for them because they need to look for different donations uh different stuff to give to the children so what we came up with the idea is for baggy to kind of resolve this issue instead of Kind of calling everyone like, oh, can I get a pillow? Can I get a, you know, can I get different things? Baggy has like everything within a duffel bag. So the the baggy is, is divided in three. So for kids that come in foster care, kids and teenagers. So we have duffel bags for teenagers and for kids, um, with different uh, items inside. And I'll I'll show you a later pictures. You want to add them on later? Yeah, on.
0: please. So, and if you could share that flyer, it'd be great. We'd be happy yeah. to share it
1: okay i'll, I'll share with you our double bags are colorful um for the children we have a teddy bear i mean a teddy dog so our our image of baggy it's a stuffed puppy because you know puppies in real life they are the best friend of of, of everyone so of and they're really loving and and support and that's what a stuffed puppy is, and a puppy in real life. So that's the image of Baggy to, to bring that a little comfort and happiness to, to the children. So we create, a, we have a stuffed puppy for the children, blankets, hygiene kits, um, I don't know. So so many things that can be useful for the child and the teens. And um, and then the other part for uh, the duffel bags, so many children actually age out in the foster care through their 18. So when they are 18, you know they need to be gone from the foster care. And so we provide luggages with um, items inside. It's like if they're moving out. So this is more of an 18 year old moving out from the foster care with that needs uh, things for the kitchen, um, uh, pillows, sheets, uh, all this. Like if you're moving out to your new room, your new apartment, it's like we provide a little facility for them to, for this transition. And also, like I mentioned before, there's a uh, foster teens moms that are, you know, get are pregnant. And so within Baggy, we provide duffel bags for the incoming baby with gifts, with uh, diapers and all of clothes, all of the belonging for the baby. And also for the mom to be, you know, she needs new clothes and, and everything. So this is Baggy. It's like a world of providing a sense of hope and belonging. And, um, and this was just launched three weeks ago. But the beautifulness of a baggie is not only what we're creating in the children and teens, but also the opportunity there is for the community to get involved. Because um, there's not only the opportunity to sponsor the duffel bags, but also to come in and assemble the duffel bags. So there's team building opportunities. You can draw the duffel bag, put inspirational phrases, create a note, write a note, um, and leave a, leave a little bit of you to them. You know, So inspire them and create hope.
0: I think this is this is amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm i learning a lot a lot right now. I have some questions. I mean, I, I feel like I should know. But uh, for those that don't know, like me, I have an idea of what foster, what a foster home is. Mm-hmm. So what is a foster home? Exactly. So
1: there's different types of foster homes because um, there's I don't know if you have heard of his house children's home, which is in Miami Gardens. No. This, well, this is the biggest foster home in South Florida. And they are our main uh, partners in the sense of we helping them. Um, we launched Baggy with them. So they are our first foster homes that we are providing Baggy. And now we want to expand to other foster homes as we keep going and we get along. So uh, his house, for example, has, um, I believe it's about 30 houses or so that, that host children and teens within each house. They have about 10 kids in each house uh, that are foster. So there are this big like residential uh, like territory where they have different homes um, and they just need, they need to provide the, the support to the children because they don't, they don't have any family. Uh, there's of course, there's smaller foster homes. There's the one that's called Children's Harbor. That's more in Broward. They are a the smaller one that only have three homes um, and they host also it's like a 15 in each home, one for teens, girls, one for teen guys and one for children. Um, but it's the same. It's, at the end, it's the same need. It's just if there's bigger foster homes, smaller foster homes. And of course, there's the foster parents that, um, you know, like like say, oh, you, you want to become a foster parent and um, you go through a process. And in your home, you start um, receiving kids that are in the situation of danger and you just bring them to your home for the time that every time is different every story is different but you can um have foster kids in your house when they are in need and that's a different niche you know because this is like i'm a foster parent and i'm gonna host foster kids as the time as as they get uh, adopted or as they find a relative family member or not they will get to the big foster home it all depends
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know about the homes. I I knew about like because the movies and stuff. You know, foster parents or, or from just word words around that, it was just foster parents. You know, you got two people who are a, or a person, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, that open up their homes to be part of this program, and they foster kids. They do not know about the homes.
1: The thing is that there is not enough foster parents, and but so actually that's another niche that like later on we would like to uh create awareness of this need and maybe motivate more uh families to be become foster parents
0: what happens after they're 18 because i mean when i was 18 i you know i (laughs) I
1: don't think i can
0: fend for myself (laughs) So, no, I don't
1: think they, me neither. Oh, no, how
0: would it? Right. So w- what yeah. happens when they're 18? Where, where do they so go?
1: Each story is different. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we don't have like, for example, the kids we have separated that they 18. We don't get told, of, oh, this kid is going to do this because mm. it's a very delicate, uh, you know, to, very delicate to know what the child is going to do. It's very delicate from. So what they do have, they have like a counselor within the foster home. <laughs> kind of guides them through what are awesome. they going to next mm-hmm. mm. so there's different no. if if they have they're 18 and they have a family member they're another parents you know and uh, some family member then they're they're older enough now that they, if they want they came up with that family member if they don't then um, they need to help them to find a place to be and uh, maybe help mm. them find a job It's so okay. find well, it's it's like right. when you're in high school and you get guy through, uh, each child is each kid is different.
0: Join the army. <laughs> well I'm
1: sure that
0: sounds there's like different the...
1: options, but uh, of course it's a hard transition because of course you're in a foster home
0: uh,
1: even though you don't have your family, but the foster home tries to provide the best for you. And uh, when you get out, it's pretty much you.
0: That's so hard. Is... And I had one more question regarding your, so the the, the the baggies, they're custom made to the need, of course, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So where are you guys located?
1: So thanks for asking. We're located in Keyes Cane. Uh, actually, we're by the Wolfsburg entrance, 104 Cranston Boulevard. And uh, we've been there since it's going to be a year now. And um, we would love to, you know, get to know more uh, to the community of Keyes Kane. I know there's a lot of families, uh, young people that would like, would love to, you know, to integrate and join us. We actually had um, a young girl, about 16 year old teen, that came about three weeks ago. Uh, The mom stopped by to the office, and she's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And when I mentioned the super foster kids, she's like, "Oh my God, my daughter has been looking for." organization like yours to donate duffel wax because and luggages because she knew about the trash bag like everything was meant to be it was so funny so days later the kid uh, the daughter came and uh, and she was like with boxes and it was amazing so I was like wow you did all and this, she did it by herself like she filled that cost you know so I know there's a lot of people, maybe like her, or just more like to volunteer or join a cause, make a difference, be part of something. And if you're in Key Biscayne, I mean, this is this is amazing because we are right there. So if you would like to volunteer, team building, sponsor, donate, we're there.
0: That's awesome. And, and at the so Key Biscayne, Florida, why why Key Biscayne? What's the story behind that?
1: So um, I would say, well, the the this was during COVID that mm. uh, the founder uh, stayed at a hotel over there because COVID was chaotic so he stayed there <laughs> yeah. and he was looking for an office because back then we didn't have an office for the foundation everything mm. was you know uh, yeah. and he's like I, he felt the urge to have an office to create a community and to have a team uh, that could bring more people in and so, literally, he just went out, and he, um, he. I think he read something in the newsroom line, and he went to this offices. And when he got there, he said that the, he was the first time because he was looking before in other locations in Miami. He said he was the first time that he felt something like this is the place. I don't know, but when you have that feeling, yeah. And uh, he's like, this is the place. And uh, he also had the vision of like he knows that there's a lot of families in Key Biscayne that um, love to support. So he's like, I think this is the best integration to be in Kibbe's That way we can grow, you know, faster and do more.
0: That's great. I mean, there's a great, great choice. I mean, Kibbe's it is a family oriented uh, Mm -hmm. village and they're, they're very big into supporting each other. If you follow the Kibbe's Chamber of Commerce, the Islander News and a couple of other um, Instagrams that I can share with you once I go through my stuff, you'll, you'll know what's, what's happening, you know, and, and what's going on and just, all the events are mainly just free and you can just go and meet the community and introduce the project. I mean, it's only three years old. So, um, and yeah, and I'll be happy to help you connect as well.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Yes. So if you want to know more also, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, the Virgin Mary Foundation, and also our website is the virginmaryfoundation.org. And we're also creating a website for Baggy because Baggy has its own kind of brand and his own image with this stuff puppy and beautiful colors yeah so coming soon baggybag.org it's already under construction and uh, if you want to know more about it you can just literally contact us via website or instagram which we are faster answering messages in instagram
0: so i'm still thinking about those stats that that you shared in your little flyer can you run through them one more time for us please
1: sure So for bigger to smaller, the United States has about 500,000 children within foster care. Um, And Florida alone has around 22,000, 22,000 to 25,000 children in foster care. Mm. And um, Miami-Dade gets around 45 kids removed monthly from their parents to be in foster care. And in October alone, like two months ago, um, there were already 550 kids in foster care. Um, So for... Total in Miami date total mm-hmm. like in Miami date, and that's not counting the the thirty five to forty five kids that get removed monthly. So like I said, that's the like uh, the numbers are shocking. Yes, and then actually also one more thing: around thirty percent of them might never never get adopted. So thirty percent of all the kids that are in foster care, never get adopted. And a good point to mention is that there's actually a lot of teens in foster care. Sometimes more than Children mm. and they age out because thirty percent of them, you know, teens, um, they age out eighteen to foster care and they they were never adopted by families.
0: Okay. Okay. So so at a, at a given point, we have five hundred kids in Miami-Dade County in the foster care program, which either they get adopted, they get uh, they age out, and they come in those fifty something or forty something that you mentioned that go in every month.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. like the yeah and, and is. The- I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's only Miami Dade.
0: That's only Miami Dade. So, and is this program run? Is the program run or monitored by the county? Is this a county thing? Is this a city thing? Is this a state thing?
1: No. So it's it's, we're trying. It's none of them. We're trying to. Of course, it depends on the connections and on the sponsors and on the support we get from our Mm end that way we can support more foster homes. Uh, Right now, we're supporting uh, his house, which is in Miami Gardens, and Children's Harbor, which is Broward. But if we're contacting other foster homes Mm to sit down with them and see what's their need that are not within these two areas. So if two weeks from now, I receive a call from Naples, I don't know, uh, that there's a foster home that needs help then then we want to support them as well. So. It just depends on the, the the need there is and if we can support them. So of course we need more sponsors and supporters for us to help more foster homes.
0: Got it. No, yeah, yeah. I meant us in like I know that you guys are a, a private nonprofit, but I meant us in like the foster care system itself. Ooh. Is run okay. is run by what level of government? Would you so know? The,
1: so his house, for example, um, I know that depend a lot on sponsors. Because they don't receive a lot of help from the government. Each one is different. I cannot say this is the the deal because each one is different.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So tell us about the mission for next year.
1: Oh, my God. Next year, we have a big mission. So uh, since we launched Baggy and we see that this is a real need in the whole state of Florida, we will love to, by the end of 2022, be able to provide to the foster homes of the whole state of Florida And like I mentioned before, the numbers are around 20 to 25, depends, uh, 1,000 kids in foster care. So yes, we would love to be able to achieve that mission to provide duffel bags and at least a baggy program to these foster homes and to all these kids by next year. So we need more supporters for that.
0: So uh, I know we are wearing out of time. One more question for you. Why would people want to, or how can people support you? Why would people want to support?
1: Well, uh, first, how can you support? Mm. You can donate to us if you want to become a member uh, of the foundation. Uh, currently, you're donator every month from $5 to $10, $15. Every dollar counts because it's just a maximum of more people joining us to create more of a difference. Um, you can also sponsor baggy duffel bags. If you go to our website, the Virgin Mary foundation.org you'll find the baggy page. And there you see uh, how much it is to sponsor duffel bags, you can join with family members, friends, just word of mouth of what we do, and uh, follow us on Instagram, so you can be updated of our events, of um, what we're under our programs, everything, you know, it's more of being connected, and wanting to do something, you can also pass by by our office, you want of our Crandon Boulevard to get a coffee with us, that's also fair, you can I do, will do that. There. Definitely. We have coffee and uh, and sometimes we have cookies and stuff. So definitely you're welcome to come by, stop by your office. Um, you have our, our phone number that's in the website. You can also call us. And uh, which I'll mention here that our number is, I always forget, but it's, it's 786-420-2105. You can call us whenever.
0: Put it and, in the show notes.
1: Yeah. And, um, and lastly, I would say that, our foundation's motto and objective is to inspire and create hope. Um, We are a lot of uh, young people within the foundation so I feel we have a lot of like fresh happiness and urge to do something and if you kind of like go through Instagram you'll kind of see that image you know of, of young people trying to make a difference in the world and creating happiness and positive and so yes, I think uh, if you that inspires you, would you like to become something of that? We're we're here.
0: Awesome, Indiana! Thank you so much for jumping in the show and telling us all about your your show.